0: What did you like better, Jedi or the Empire Strikes Back? Empire. Blasphemy. Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment And I am Chris Abalo Welcome to the show Joining me once again The lovely and talented And uh, recurring uh, Can't possibly escape from The clutches of Cape (laughs) Co-host, Sherry Bass (laughs) Hello, Chris (laughs) Welcome back, Sherry Again (laughs) Again Again
1: No, again Again (laughs) <laughs>
0: Thank you everybody for um subscribing to the show. Of course, I know some people have said, and, and Sherry as well, um, with iTunes, been having a little bit of a problem getting some of the new episodes. If you look up the show on the iTunes Store or on the podcasting app, whatever you use, um, then your best bet is to unsubscribe and then resubscribe, and then your feed should populate with all the episodes from episode one to This episode, if you're listening to it, up to CAPE 76. So every episode should be available in your feed when uh, you do that. So that's my best suggestion, was hoping it would just kind of continue updating. It seems like it hasn't been that smooth for everybody. So you may have to just unsubscribe and then resubscribe, and then everything should be up to date in your feed. And also, please make sure, now that it's November, holidays are coming. Go to support the show at and clear your cookies, your browser cookies <laughs> and click through the Amazon banner and bookmark it so when you do your holiday shopping on Amazon, Amazon gives Cape a little commission on your purchases. You don't pay a penny more, but Amazon will give us a little a little taste a little kickback because you shopped through our Amazon link, and uh, of course that continues to Fund the show to bring you the show. And, yeah, please make sure you're doing that. And, by the way, a a newly added link on the Support the Show page is for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime. Which, aside from thousands upon thousands of movies, TV shows, um, music that you can stream through there, one of the main benefits is free two-day shipping with Amazon Prime. Listen, the holidays are coming up, and we're in November, and we're closing in on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so you want free two-day shipping? You want to get your, your, your bargains sooner? Amazon Prime, folks, the next 30 days, enjoy it for free. Just click through the little banner at chrisabal.com and click support the show. And you'll see it there. It's right below the Amazon banner. Try Amazon Prime. Free for 30 days. I've been using Amazon Prime, geez, I think since they introduced it. It was like 2012. I love it. And if you live in a city like Los Angeles, if you have Prime, uh, they have same-day shipping. Like, as in, if you order it by like noon, I think it arrives by 8 p.m. on qualifying items. So get on that if you haven't. Um, I recommend it. I do. And I listen to Prime music all the time on my phone it's incredibly handy got to listen to the new iron maiden album as soon as it was, ava- as it was available after midnight that's <laughs> what i was doing that's right streaming the book of souls by iron maiden
1: yeah immediately
0: it is yeah and that's it's also the same place i heard the uh, new uh, david gilmore album first because mm-hmm. as soon as it was up for sale digitally amazon had a deal to stream it right away free for prime members so pretty sweet and uh, you know, tons of HBO shows—you know, complete series of shows like The Sopranos and uh, the first couple, or first or maybe first two seasons of shows like Girls and Veep. You know, the the modern shows, the shows that are still running. Boardwalk on Empire on HBO. I think Boardwalk Empire because it's done. I think it's on there in its entirety. Yes, you can stream it through Amazon Prime. That's so right. HBO has a deal with Amazon, and all that's included in the Prime membership, folks. Enjoy that free for thirty days, and then if you decide to keep it, that's awesome too. But definitely sign up for the thirty-day trial. Take advantage while you do your holiday shopping. It's just worth it. Anyway, we are going to get a little geeky, and uh, I'm going to get a little angry. <laughs> What's and, new? Uh, get yeah, right? <laughs> we're going to start off with a follow-up to uh, something I talked to you about a couple months ago, because you and I watched The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? The documentary about the ill-fated, Tim Burton-directed, Nicolas Cage-starring... Superman film that was never made in 99, 98. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I talked about it on the show because I went to the premiere, which was a blast. And it's currently, I highly recommend everybody see it. Uh, Right now it's airing on Showtime and on Showtime On Demand. So I saw it was on there. I was like, Sherry, you need to come over since she was going to be coming on the show anyway this week. I was like, we're going to watch this and, and follow up on it because... I talked to you about it. You've been curious about it anyway. I have,
1: been and for a um, while.
0: the physical release is is available too. I'll throw that link in the Cape Seventy Six post where you can go to. I think it's the initials of the of the movie, so it'd be T D O S L W H dot com. I think it is. Uh You can buy it digitally, or you can buy uh, the physical copy, the DVD or Blu ray version, uh, directly from John Schnapp, the maker of the documentary. And you probably know his name from. Brilliant shows like Metalocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I love Metalocalypse so much. It's the best. I fucking love that show. Um, bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, Metalocalypse now. There's a, there's a big movement online to get some more Metalocalypse going for like Hulu or Netflix or anybody because mm-hmm. uh, there's still more story to be told. We want more Metalocalypse, but uh, anyway, back to Death of Superman Lives. What do you think <laughs> overall? Because you, you've been waiting to see it. I kind of shared my thoughts on it a couple months ago
1: it was very interesting to see the, the whole process and how much hard work was put into that film for it to not come into existence yeah um it seems like it would... I'm a Tim Burton fan all the way I mean I'm one of those i, I don't know cliche nightmare before Christmas geeks you know thats kind of <laughs> well mean, he didn't he
0: didn't direct nightmare before Christmas but he had a hand in it no he, he had a hand in it he produced it but he didn't he didn't direct it that's a
1: well, misunderstanding
0: <clears throat> a lot of people have. His, I mean, it's Tim true. Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, but he didn't. I'm, but just, he, I'm not correcting you. His influences in it. Yes, I know. Tell him me. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> um, his influences in that, the, the, he played a big part of that. But even before that, Edward Scissorhands.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves Edward Scissorhands. Yes. It's been a while since he's made a really good movie. <laughs> I well, liked Alice in Wonderland when I saw it. And even bought it when it came out on Blu-ray, and I was just like, I don't think I actually did like that movie. I didn't
1: like that movie. Yeah. But I like Frank and
0: Weenie. I didn't see Frank and Weenie actually.
1: Well then how can you say?
0: Cause I didn't I Dark Shadows I didn't like. No. I saw that and I was that's that was one of the I think I watched it on Thanksgiving. Does just about two years ago. Uh, or maybe three. I don't remember what summer that came out. Maybe it was 2012, I don't
1: remember. but
0: I I don't remember either. It's best forgotten. Uh, no, I oh. didn't. I didn't like. It. My sister and I kind of wanted to see it, and uh, we ended up renting it because it it kind of came and went. It was one of those summer movies, so I think when it came on DVD, we we rented it, and it just didn't just didn't do anything for me. I didn't enjoy it at all. I thought it was actually just really cheesy, and you know, wasn't funny. Well,
1: I'm a I'm a nerd, and I like old school TV shows and stuff. So I was a fan of the t- television show, and then yes. Yeah, um, saw the film and I was so mad.
0: Poor I like thing. Corpse Bride. I thought Corpse Bride was great. Actually, like I'm in the minority. I like Corpse Bride better than Nightmare Before Christmas. I get it. But Corpse Bride is not no. a musical. Nightmare Before Christmas is. So mm-hmm. that's a that makes a difference for me. I'm not as, I'm not very into musicals. Very few, unless the Muppets are in them. <laughs> then I'm in. Or the South Park movie. Otherwise, mm-hmm. not really. Shut your fucking face, sucker! Fuck out. Yeah. Who who couldn't like that movie? it's awesome anyway uh, yeah there's so much that goes into and you know I've said it before it's like everybody sets out to make the best project possible nobody wants to make a bad movie nobody signs on to a movie saying this is gonna suck Mm -hmm. you know the amount of stuff they put into concept art and you know designing these sets and the wardrobe and all the wardrobe tests especially for something like that where there's gonna be effects and there's gonna be suits costumes to be made it's a big you know there's a lot to go into it especially when it comes to sets and what will eventually be special effects Mm -hmm. all that needs to be done by artists first there needs to be concept art to go off of
1: oh man well that was um another big thing for me to see all of these because i i know a lot of warner brothers um employees as far as their craft and their work and connelly atwood uh she's Done work, speaking about Alice in Wonderland. She did the costumes for that.
0: Mm-hmm. She she's worked with Tim Burton a lot. Oh yeah. Um
1: What was that film? Memoirs of a Geisha. Uh, I
0: think I think I think that, that, I that, I think that, that was yeah. the name of it. Yeah.
1: Um, Sweetening Todd. Yeah. So a lot of those films and. uh Oh,
0: I did love Sweeney Todd. And. Oh, that sp- was probably the last. Speaking movie about mu- like, musicals.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yes.
0: That was good. Okay. Um. Same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's. His most recent movies, I wasn't a fan of. What can I say? I didn't see Big Eyes. I get, it. No, I get guys. it. I get it. <laughs> oh,
1: I didn't see Big Eyes either. Um, but uh, no, I, now she's um, the costume designer for Supergirl, uh, mm. which is a ironically another WB thing. So yeah. go figure. Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of research on her lately, and it was cool to see her young, you know, and and <laughs> just kind of creating ideas and all of them. They're
0: just... It's funny looking at footage, too, because there was still a do. lot of stuff that was... You know, because they filmed these costume tests and special effects run-throughs and all these different, all these different aspects of pre-production. Mm-hmm. So you're watching camcorder footage from, you know, 98, 99. Right. So you're looking at this period, which wasn't that long ago, but you realize, oh, man, right. all this time has passed. And mind you, this is also after Batman and Robin. Um, although the movie was in development, I think, before Batman and Robin came out. And um prior to X Men, which after Batman and Robin disappointed on almost every level <laughs> financially you, and because of audiences, then um it was it wasn't really until X Men that all of a sudden people were just like, Oh, you can make a good comic book movie. Okay. And that's when it was X Men. Well, great. I was always and a fan of
1: the speed about Tim Burton and the, the Batman and Batman Returns are my fave still to this day. I don't know if it's just nostalgia or Prince being involved with the first CD, <laughs> but um, uh, that to me is my Batman. Everybody has one. Everybody has you know. That's the uh, one right. we
0: grew up with, so I get that. Mm-hmm.
1: So I mean, I just the thought of having Tim Burton create a Superman, and you know it wouldn't be your typical Superman, whereas the hero and the, you know, like they were saying in the, doc, in the documentary about daylight, you know, you always imagine Batman at night, right. Superman during the day. And I think that Tim would have completely switched that around and made it something so epic. It would have been special so,
0: because all his all his films have, an, have a darkness element to them. When you look at Beetlejuice, yes. it's, there's, it's very dark. And obviously the Batman movies, the two he did, are dark. Mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands are some, like, exaggerated reality kind of daytime stuff. But the majority yeah. of his films have a Sweeney Todd, certainly, dark movie. Yes. Um, in, not just in tone, by the way. I'm talking about an actual, you know, visually just oh, dark totally. film. Oh, yes. So to look at something like this and think, oh, it would have been really interesting to see him do something that's a character that exists in, in daylight. And by the way, that's that's one of the things... I may have mentioned it and if I'm saying it again, forgive me, but it's still worth noting, especially because you you got so much enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. But um John Schnapp said at the Q&A after the movie at the premiere that um he said everyone was just like, oh Tim Burton, he's you know he's a centric guy and he's really, you know, whatever, you know, he's 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 a strange guy. Mm-hmm. And in the documentary, you watch it and he's funny and he's relaxed. I mean, he's he's artistic mm-hmm. and he's obviously mm-hmm. very into it, and he's a very creative dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But He's, he's funny in the documentary. Like the stuff he he says, was the hilarious. He and he's really just like, here's a dude, Like he knows what he wants. So he gets excited by it, which, you know, is something we consider to be weird. <laughs> you can't be too enthusiastic about stuff. But, but there's
1: something in his personality that connects with other people. Weird people like me. I, I, I mean that's why I love his films because there's just something kooky about him. Well, the, well,
0: his films are largely about outsiders, mm-hmm. which is one of the interesting things about Superman because the take on Superman was here's a he's guy, a, he's a hero, and it's one of the, the talking points in in the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, every look, we're not spoiling anything. Everybody knows the movie didn't get made, right. so not giving anything away, but um. One of the, the ideas for him was, here's an isolated character because he's an alien. He's not mm-hmm. of this world. He's like, you know, Batman is an Earthling. The X-Men mm-hmm. are from Earth. You know, all the superhero characters you know, they're here. They're from Earth. I, in fact, the first, first time it was really touched on an, an alien character in the recent comic book era was probably Thor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now since then there's been Guardians of the Galaxy and now there's been a, a new Superman since and you know man another another one on the way yeah exactly the boring man of steel which you <laughs> uh, i know it's a polarizing movie and i know a bunch of people who loved it but you just tried watching it on hbo
1: i did well i'll just say what i posted on facebook watching man of steel this shit is whack i mean i tried <laughs> i really did it's and funny. i am ooh henry team henry all the way <laughs> But I, I couldn't get invested in it. I don't know if it was because I was at home, and you know, you have your phone on the other side of you, and then you no. know, you're hungry, and no. then
0: you're nope. thirsty.
1: It's because Superman but, has know. never
0: been less fun. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. It's not a fun. Su- you think Superman, you think something, not in the golly gee Lois kind of <laughs> Christopher Reeve Superman, but you th- still think something. There's been some kind of levity. No, to it and it there no, just you, wasn't it was no fun do you
1: think it's because of the writing or do you, think, do you think it's because of henry himself because i think he would be amazing superman i i picture him as superman i think
0: that every everything but, about them the, i enjoyed the beginning when they were on krypton the stuff with russell crowe mm-hmm. and facing off with zod and everything's getting destroyed i thought that was cool i thought it looked cool i thought okay here's a bit of Character development. Here's everything that led up to Superman finally leaving the planet. Like, I enjoyed that part of it. I thought it looked great. It played well. And it was, like, the first, uh, like, 15 minutes of the movie or something. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. And then it just got boring. Like, here's a Superman who's a mute, who, you know, <laughs> doesn't do anything. Mm. You know, Lois Lane, I don't know if she was trying to be funny or what. Uh, I just didn't find anything good about the Lois right. Lane character. And... uh, I, I mean, you didn't see the end—the end, massive that. devastation of Metropolis—that's suddenly completely rebuilt in the last scene.
1: You I know, didn't make thousands it that upon
0: thousands of people who died, which is supposedly something they're going to tap- tackle in uh, Batman v Superman, the stupidly mm-hmm. titled Batman v Superman. Um, <laughs> you know what they mean? I, I know, but it's just stupid. Call it versus v. It's not a court case. Batman v Superman, Roe v Wade. Like that? Come on. <laughs> what? There's a difference? Batman v <laughs> Superman? They're not on trial. They're—it's supposed to be trying to kick the shit out of each other. That's the movie people want to see. They've been waiting generations to see it. All right, anyway. Um, (laughs) Supposedly, that's one of the things that everybody's holding against Superman is the devastation, the death, and everything because they look at him as being the cause of it. Um, And he's an alien and whatnot. Okay, so they're probably going to be tackling those themes. But um, it would have been interesting to see Tim Burton's take on this. I mean, so much so that's something that's still being talked about now. As I mentioned in the documentary, Like, if the movie had happened, it would be something that was still that people would still be talking about even if it was a tremendous failure it'd be a movie people were still talking about well
1: hell um, yeah not to say that tim Burton had anything to do with that but the the batman and robin series that's it's colorful i like it (laughs) but I mean, it sucked. You, it's weak. You know, if I was it's an adult totally. watching it, I mean, a kid, I was like, ooh, ah,
0: you I know. Was, I was a high school freshman when Batman and Robin came out. I went and saw it opening weekend. I enjoyed it, but I mm. knew it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I saw... I only, Actually, I only saw the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman, 1989, Batman. I saw that in theaters, mm-hmm. and then I saw Batman and Robin in theaters. I didn't see the two in between in theaters. Um... But not that Batman
1: Forever in theaters.
0: There was definitely a, mm-hmm. a difference, and it wasn't like Robin. it wasn't as enjoyable for me to watch. I mean, I enjoyed it as a kid because like it's goofy and it's Arnold, you know, being Arnold but Mister Freeze. Um, and but there a some cheesy jokes. Poison Ivy was jokes. a badass. I'm sorry, I did want to be her. I like Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. You know, the Bane character was stupid. Yes, um, oh, I was so mad. Yeah, like there was there were some silly things, and you know, a lot of people look at Batman forever. But they just redeemed like, himself,
1: friend. that yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he redeemed himself later. Yes, and the dark light rises. this was my whack Bane impression. Forgive me, that's everyone. That's horrible. <laughs> you sound like a really bad 1920s villain. <laughs> oh man, that's horrible. That's my Bane impression, everybody. My Bane impression. I'm ready for you to bust into a verse of Mammy. Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: that was unexpected. Well,
0: we're talking, you know, back back in the day when mm. it was totally Hello socially acceptable money. to put blackface on. Anyway. Hello, man. honey. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Michigan J-Frog. That's who you sound like. If Michigan J-Frog were playing Bane, that's what you sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. And, and the thing is, one of the, the funny things about it is... Um, well, not funny, but as happens, and as something Sherry and I have seen up close working in Los Angeles, working within the studio system, working for productions, it's unfortunately one of those things where there's a string of movies that are that are failures, that lose the studio money, yeah. as happened in 1998 with Batman and Robin and with other big movies like uh, The Postman and Sphere and um, a few others. That they it's keep weird. showing, like the amount, of the production budget, and then what the box office take was. And What's one,
1: that? Was that that was
0: one? Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, Sam Jackson?
1: What was that one with Shaq?
0: Oh, Steel.
1: Steel. There we go. I remember that. <laughs> Where I he remember was a robot. That.
0: <laughs> so or saw that like at the something. drive-through. Why? The hell is wrong with you? Even I didn't. Then. I wasn't
1: the one who drove. I.
0: Why'd you go? Why'd you get in the car? If they said, come on, get in the car, we're going to go see Steel, it would been it was like, Shaq, and he no. was on
1: Crunch Bars everywhere at that time, so you had to love him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Maybe you had to love him. Bullshit. I didn't have to love him at all.
1: And then he was in Kazam! I think so Kazam came- was first.
0: Yeah. I think Kazam came first. It was like a so PG already- whatever.
1: Yeah, you already had to love him. I don't know. Well. Kazam! Whatever.
0: whatever. Blam! Um, but yeah, there were a few... Well, several movies that didn't hit that led up to like, uh, you know, this is a big, this is a pricey movie. We're not going to be able to, especially for something that was going to be different. Mm -hmm. It was a bigger risk. It was the studio regarded as a risk. And they were a couple weeks out from beginning production. And then the plug was pulled.
1: And it's sad. sad.
0: It's sad. I mean, but that happens. Long hair Nicolas
1: Cage made my day.
0: Well, it was a weave. But I you know were very excited wee- by being <laughs> a <laughs> black woman. <laughs> like, you're just like, <laughs> Nicholas Cage got a
1: weave. <laughs> she got super,
0: you got super uh, ebonic.
1: I did not get ebonic. I didn't say, well, yeah, I did Long say Nicolas Nicholas Cage
0: give me life. Anyway. <laughs> well. It was, it was funny. You were really enjoying And in the suit too. Um,
1: yeah, I was digging it. But astute. he looked,
0: he looked, Bad at like the photos they showed, you know. And they talk about the the one Polaroid that was like circulating, where it was like he was in mid blink, and then he was kind of like, it wasn't good. And it was a costume test. There were eventual ones that looked better, and then there are other photos where it's like, oh shit, he looks cool. Mm-hmm. And now that's a movie. And even when they when they describe the movie and what was supposed to happen and the villains and whatnot, it was, it's a movie. When you hear about it, you're like, oh shit, I want to see that. And even now, when people hear about it, I'm just like, that sounds more exciting to me than the Superman story they're developing now. Absolutely. I mean, just for me. But um, the, the doc was great. I think everybody should should check it out. Well, not
1: only Nicolas Cage being in it, um, some other big names as well.
0: Well, they, they talk about a few, but we'll, we'll save it. I don't think I mentioned them. Last time,
1: oh, oh you did. Okay, a few,
0: I don't. I don't think so. Well, we'll
1: keep it a secret. But, let's not, but
0: still, check it. If you have Showtime, check it out on demand. Um, and go to the uh, official website. You just search for "Death of Superman Lives." Um, but I'll put the link in this post as well uh, to the official site. And you can buy. I think the the Blu-ray has like eight hours of bonus features or something. It's it's, it's insane. eight
1: hours. I saw it in yeah, the ending credit. Eight
0: hours, Damn. and it's interviews that the, the Kevin Smith, who everybody knows, did the first draft. He did of. What well, was Superman Reborn and became Baby Superman Kevin later. Smith. That yeah. made me happy too. <laughs> he was. He was like 26, I think, at the 25, time. 25,
1: 26, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, this is following Chasing Amy. So yeah, it's like it was like mm-hmm. 25, 26. And uh, of course, John Peters, a producer who he's talked about for ages. Lots of interviews with him. What an interesting dude. <laughs> and you at first, when it, when it was kind of like, you know, when they were going between the things John Peters said he wanted in the script, according to Kevin, and then the things according to John that he said he wanted in the script mm-hmm. and they were conflicting. And then Sherry was like, hold on. And I paused the movie. She's like, now, who do you believe? I was like, I believe Kevin. Cause let's watch it a little more. <laughs> You'll see some more about John Peters. I mean, but you know, as John Schnepp said, he's like, I respect the dude." He's Like Cause he, he's really passionate about it. And he was very flagrant. Like he, he actually is that guy. He's not being, he's not trying to be weird or eccentric or whatever. Like he's, he's, Genuine, that so he's crying. like I. I respect that dude, and it's hilarious. He's
1: he. He seems like a laid back dude, the guy you just want to have white Russians with in Hawaiian shirts, and he just seemed like that kind
0: of cat. Another mate, <laughs> yeah, another mate. You point to your glass, asking for another mate. Hey. Anyway, um. <laughs> so yeah, check out Death of Superman Lives. It's it's an awesome documentary, and it's one of those things, especially if you're a nerd or a geek of any stripe. You should enjoy it because it's a look into... And once again, it gives you an appreciation for how much goes into these movies. I mean, it's funny because like now you seem... I was at Barnes & Noble recently because there have been um, two books that came out Mm -hmm. that I've been interested in getting that are uh, on my wish list, Santa, um, (laughs) which is The Complete Visual History of Back to the Future and Mm -hmm. uh, The Visual History of Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Those books are coming out now for movies that came out a few decades ago. But there's like, there's a book... That you can get, um, I was, you know, looking in that same section at Barnes & Noble, there's one for um, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's one for Age of Ultron, there's one for Mad Max, where you see all the costume and or you see the concept art and whatnot, whereas Absolutely. you didn't see that 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, looking at pictures is one thing, but as they talk to the people who were involved in the process and making this stuff happen, it'll, I think it'll give you a, a more broad appreciation for what goes into making a film. It's easier for us to buy a ticket. You know, to spend 12 bucks, go see it in the movies, just be like, yeah, it sucked. Fuck that movie. You know, but when you look at, you know, like I've said, no one sets out to make a bad movie. Everybody sets out to make the best thing possible. And it's hard to make a good movie. Well, it's it's one of those things where like, it, it despite everybody putting in their best efforts, and this movie looking really fucking cool. It mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't come together because of things outside of so the production's much. control uh, well, overall.
1: That's what I'm saying. Working, having worked on a movie lot, I mean, the the first thing that people who don't usually know what's going on will say, oh, can I see a celebrity or, you know, and they think it's just about that. And it's like yeah. so much more into it, you know. Oh, totally. <laughs> and, you know, even if you did want to see one, they're probably inside the soundstage working.
0: Yeah, they're so, working. You know. It's so funny when people come in and it's like, I didn't, didn't you know. Hey, we didn't see any stars. It's like, I remember I took the, a couple of times I've been on the Warner Brothers tour and that was like, you know, when it came to the end, we were just like, oh, I didn't see any stars. It's like, they're not just out hanging around. They're working. Right. You know, they're here on a stage working or rehearsing or whatever, or maybe they're on hiatus this week. Who knows? But like, they're not here just for you to interact with, just for you to it's take not a, a selfie zoo. with. Yeah, fu- <laughs> fucking A. It's not a <laughs> zoo. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to complain a little bit, because who belongs in a zoo? No, 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 no. I'm not going to go that far. Mm. Um, I want to talk about Star Wars, because I've had Star Wars fatigue for such a long time. <laughs> long before there was anything about The Force Awakens. I'm talking before, before even, uh, before Disney bought Lucasfilm three years ago. I was just, because you kept seeing, and now, just to be clear, I've said it before, Um, possibly on the show, but definitely on the only podcast. I like the first three Star Wars movies. I like Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I like those movies. Love? No. Like? Yes, definitely. The prequels, um, I never finished episode one because not only was I bored, but that was the night I found out uh, Joe Ramon died. That was Easter 2001. I was watching that. So it completely took me out of it and I wasn't, I didn't enjoy the movie enough to Care about seeing the ending. Um, and uh, couldn't get through, you know, started watching uh, a Attack of the Clones episode two on HBO, couldn't get through it, bored the shit out of me. And um, my good friends Jack and Andrew made me sit and watch episode three. And it once again just I watched the whole thing beginning end and I was just like, this is cheesy and I boring. I liked and episode nice. three. Well, you're an idiot. So, um, no, I I like the original <laughs> three movies, but when I see when I saw t shirt years ago, see t shirts of you know Darth Vader holding up a boombox like Lloyd Dobler and say anything. When I see Darth Vader and a couple stormtroopers on a roller coaster car with all the stormtroopers with their hands up like the roller coasters going downhill. Now I see t shirts, you know, with the, with Christmas coming up and winter and whatnot. Like there's one of Darth Vader sitting in a chair by a fireplace and it's like. Even more so, because on Friday we went to Disneyland for Sherry's birthday. Sherry's birthday was last Saturday. Yay. And uh, we went down to Disneyland and looking in the, in the gift shops, the various merchandise shops, I had to laugh because some of the t-shirts were exactly what I think Star Wars fans <laughs> feared when they heard Disney was going to now own Star Wars, which was Darth Vader with the fucking mouse ears <laughs> and Stormtroopers <laughs> with the mouse ears where it's like, oh God, this is you know, this is what we were, weren't hoping was going to happen, like Disney-fying Star Wars. And I know that hasn't happened. You don't see the Disney logo anywhere on any of the advertisements for Force Awakens or no. any of the other Star Wars stuff. But combine that with the fervent response to tickets going on sale and literally the Internet being overloaded <laughs> with people getting tickets and people going ape shit to get tickets for, you know, the, that Thursday night or, uh, Friday opening day and that that opening weekend, which were like you know almost sold out. I mean, like 11 million dollars in, in pre sale tickets for that weekend. The movie didn't even come out yet, it's made 11 million dollars. Um, there's some flight apparently that's going to France or something that's departing the, the U.S. for I think France that's going to be, um. It, there's a Star Wars oriented thing where when you land, you go to the theater to see the movie, but it's landing like the 17th or something, mm. or maybe the 16th, and you get a, you get to see the movie, you get to see uh, Force Awakens, and it's just like, that. that's the stuff that I'm just, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I'm jealous to a certain extent, because there's nothing I can tell you that I'm that passionate about that I'm I'm literally like going crazy for
1: force friday too no everybody hold up hold up hold up, hold up hold up hold up that's what i was gonna tell you i was waiting for you to finish
0: oh. i'll never finish so just buddy.
1: <laughs> well of course i'm gonna go against you on this one i feel like what's wrong with people having a passion for a film or a certain thing yours was peanuts you waited years for that meal for that film meal film to come out <laughs> You know, and then when it came out, you absolutely enjoyed it. I What's did. Wrong with people having the same there kind of. There is nothing wrong for... with it, but like,
0: I didn't, I didn't, pre- I didn't purchase advance tickets. I didn't buy the toys associated with the movie since it went on sale. Target's got a ton of of peanut stuff. I didn't go get any of that.
1: No, but you have all um, kinds of other stuff. You I do. Don't I even... <laughs> have stuff,
0: but I'm not like you know anything that has that that you know brand on it. I'm not all over in the same way. Not, I mean, look, Star Wars fandom. The the I'm sitting the, next to, to peanuts bags as we speak. Shut up. The peak, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> exactly. peak of fandom is getting higher every day leading up to the release of this movie. I mean, there's somebody I'm pretty sure it was on Any Cool News. I don't know if it started there or if it started elsewhere, but someone made a compilation of every single new piece of footage seen across all the trailers and all the TV spots as of now that adds up to five minutes and Star Wars fans are going apeshit like, we've got five minutes of footage from The Force Awakens. Who gives a fuck? The people it's, it's who want to see The Force I guess, Awakens. but it's like, don't you want to see the movie and enjoy the movie? Like, when it comes out, you know when you're going to see it, man. Like, you've known there was going to be new Star Wars movies coming out. There's going to be three within a year and a half. And you know, like, Especially if you got your tickets already, which I would think the diehards have. Then, hey, you, that's not good enough. It's just like we need to see every single shot. Like The trailers don't really give you anything. You, plot-wise, you don't know what's going on. You don't know who the characters are. Um, and that was the thing that made me laugh about Force Friday when the new toys came out. Because, number one, the toys aren't going anywhere. I mean, I had a few friends who were who were dyed-in-the-wool star Wars fans who were like, I'm not rushing out to buy toys. Cause they're going to be available. Yeah, it's not like they're well, available this day only. No. And, um, you know, people are going nuts lining up to be the first to get the toys. You don't even know who these fucking characters are. <laughs> they have no <laughs> idea who these characters are. No, that I do agree with. So you it's like, I'm going to buy part, toys. Right. I don't know who this person is, but fuck it. And it was just like <laughs> BB eights cute. Yeah. Okay. But you know, it's just a, it's just a head on a wheel that follows <laughs> this chick around. <laughs> Who's Luke's daughter? No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea who anybody is. I don't know. I mean, even the fever about the speculation with uh, who characters are and what it means, and you know, there was something where, um, there was something listed. One of the one of the um, entertainment oriented shows I listened to was talking about there was something on Amazon, some puzzle, mm-hmm. which I don't think was an was a, a, an officially licensed product, but it was a puzzle that was. Um, the description was Finn, Star Wars, Force Awakens, Lando Calrissian's son, something like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just like, oh my God, Amazon just gave away a spoiler for Force Awakens. No. <laughs> yeah. It's sold on Amazon, but it's not Amazon who's selling it. It's from a third party seller as it listed on Amazon. And they're probably just using tags to get attention. I doubt this random company no one's heard of that was selling this puzzle for like 45 bucks. I doubt that they have the inside track on like Finn is Lando's son. I don't think they do. But, like, that's how insanely sensitive it is where they get so... And it's like... Here's another thing that made me mad. I don't understand at what point... And I'm going to put this on specifically Star Wars fans. I don't know at what point they became such fucking crybabies. Because did you... Do you know about the Simon Pegg interview? There was a recent Simon Pegg interview criticizing... Well, he was talking about Star Wars in general. Mm -hmm. Um and he has a small part in Force Awakens, apparently. Uh, but that's he's friends with J.J. Abrams, so you mm-hmm. know they did Star Trek movies together, so right. he's friends. And um, it's like, and he's also a huge Star Wars fan, but he was being critical of the prequels, um, and he always has been because, like, I don't know if you've seen Spaced, which is a TV series he did in the late nineties with Nick Frost, Edgar Wright, and where yes, they eventually went on to everything. Uh, do you remember the episode of the? It was the the premiere of uh, the second series of that show, where in between. The first and second series uh, Phantom Menace opened and, you know, a lot of diehards hated it, including him. And Mm -hmm. the episode opened with him complaining about (laughs) episode one (laughs) to these kids who were just like, I like Jar Jar, I like pod racing or whatever (laughs) it was. (laughs) I forget the exact thing, but like Mm -hmm. the kids were defending it. And he was like, you don't get it. You don't understand. It's like he's been critical, as you like to say, from the jump. Yeah. So <laughs> this isn't like something new, but there was a bunch of fucking crybaby fans who started a pe- petition at change.org to ban to to ask um JJ Abrams or Disney or whoever the hell it was to ban him from any future s- Star Wars oriented anything. So he's not cast in or participate in what? whatever it is because he I criticized the prequels. That. That, that's crybaby shit. Mm-hmm. Why are why are these fans who are obviously if you're that into Star Wars, chances are you've been an outcast for a long time, prior to you know the last few years well, when stuff got popular,
1: that before that people feel entitled because they can create a change.org account. And, well, no,
0: know. I mean like it's, not, it's not, nobody's it gonna, gonna do anything like serious They're anyway. Not. It's well, not gonna get any traction. But it's just like who are these crybabies? Like at the time I heard about it, it had like fifteen hundred signatures. I'm like, who are these fucking people who are that upset? Just like who won't just blindly be like, it's Star Wars. You have no right to criticize Star Wars. Hey, <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs> like, that's, I I don't understand when, like, people criticize. It's the same thing, like, when people get in the Star Wars or Star Trek argument. Well, two different things. They're both kind of.
1: Or the Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings. That uh, yeah. Me.
0: Like, I hate that where it's like, you can't, there's this weird mentality that's taken off recently, which is if you like one, you can't like the other. It's the same thing now with, like, with like, Batman. People are just like, Affleck's Batman's gonna be, you know, even though everyone was shitting on Ben Affleck, you know, two years ago. <laughs> um, being cast as Batman, everyone's like, Affleck's Batman is going to be better than Christian Bale's Batman. It's like, dude, it's mm-hmm. not a contest. Like, why? It's
1: not. You know,
0: there's just so much of this, like, so if you like one, too. you don't like the other.
1: Have you seen that costume?
0: What? Ben oh, I it's a different... Fact, it's so beefy. <laughs> he looks like Lego Batman. Lego Batman. <laughs> he does. He's got the square head kind of helmet thing. I mean, just in the footage we've seen. Um, I think he looks like Lego Batman. I just want to pick him
1: up and just... You're not going to be able to
0: pick him up. He's too bulky. I guess so. <laughs> he's not Tim Burton, where you get to pick him up or hug him, or, or Sammy Hagar. Where it's oh. like he's so little. I want to just hug him. Take him home. Put him in my pocket. Take him home. I want to just swaddle him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. Um, th- so yeah, there's this weird like they're the people of just like blind faith. Hey, if it's Star Wars, everything Star Wars is good um or if you like star wars you can't like star trek or whatever it is it's like which is a weird thing that's kind of happened in general but it just more than any other i see with star wars and maybe it's more prevalent now because of all the star wars buzz because it's at such a you know the fandom's at such a fever pitch right now and just getting you know it it continues to grow as the movie gets closer and closer.
1: The anniversary, speaking about it, I just had to bring it up. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the CBS Christmas special that they have for Star Wars.
0: With your girl, Dorothy.
1: (laughs) Yes, Miss B. (laughs) Arthur. She makes a cameo in it. And if you ever want to hear Chewbacca and his family talk for 20 minutes straight, Look it up on YouTube. Is it, is it available? Is it available on YouTube? It was at one point.
0: I, someone's got to be pulling that down. I mean, I know it's one of those things like they just wanted to bury, and it's it was yeah, bootleg. I remember like like back in the day, like in the nineties, you went to a comic book shop. They would sell. They would have like bootleg copies you right, could right, buy. Right. You know, bootleg VHS from someone's <laughs> someone's version. They recorded yeah, off I, TV. I,
1: I the first time I watched it, I was on a bootleg like thing. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, listen, what I was saying before, though, as far as the jealousy thing, I mean, I'm not that, I don't get that excited and that passionate about anything that's fiction. Star Wars is pure fiction. It has no bearing on real life whatsoever. And, I mean, in the same way, like now, it's like people get super invested in, you know, in, in Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. That's one of the things I talked about um, about a year ago, actually, on the only podcast where I'm like, or, or even their favorite sports team. Where people have like the Monday morning blues because whatever happened last night, whether it's their team didn't win or one of their Game of Thrones characters got off or Walking Dead characters died or something like that, like uh, they get so yeah, like it ruins their money. It's like oh man, last night, uh, and I'm just like I can't in, I can't get that upset about something that isn't actually happening to me. You know what I mean? Like I can't I let it just affect mean, my mood because it's just, I've it's just seen fantasy. It just it's fantasy.
1: I grew up with. Um, with my mom who watched soap operas. And <laughs> I remember on All My Children, I forget which uh, character it is now, but someone got shot and she was crying tears. Like, tears. Mm. Because it, but you get invest, you do get invested in these characters. You enjoy them. You, they, it gives you some sa- sort of satisfaction at the end of the night or day or whatever you watch.
0: I you guess. Know? I just never... I, I couldn't um, get that. The way people do, like when I hear about... With, um, when was it Star Wars Celebration? Like when they released that trailer, mm-hmm. the big one that was also like, um, excuse me, ended with uh, Han and Chewie, you know, it's like Chewie, we're home. Yeah. And you hear about like these grown men who are crying in that audience, and it's uh, like middle aged men are, are crying over this, and it well,
1: doesn't that's, to me that's sweet, it's endearing because it takes people you got to realize too is taking people back to whether it be a childhood memory. Or you know something that gave them some sense of happiness. That is and a part of it. Should I
0: be more forgiving because yes. it's, it's people? It's something from the hey,
1: youth. like I said, I have blackmail.
0: Wow! In the but it's not the same when it comes to peanuts. I buy. I have a bunch of uh, Snoopy. You plush didn't get toys. all emotional
1: at the movie.
0: <gasps> I didn't go. I didn't go see the first show. I didn't take off work. No, I didn't, I didn't say that, part. Like that. We we saw the movie Friday night, the day it opened. We did. Um, and we. And you, Thankfully, the first show was virtually sold and out, and it was we amazing.
1: Don't get me wrong; I love.
0: I know I talked about I, that. I last shed week. a tear. I did. I loved it. Well, no, I did, but it's like I didn't. I didn't get so swept up in like I didn't get so like huh, like watching the trailers or anything where I was like so. I mean, I watched HBO had a, like a ten minute um, making of feature that yeah. I watched, which was cool and which was fun to watch. It made me excited for the movie, but I wasn't like if it if the Peanuts movie if it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Which it was excellent, but if, if it wasn't good, it was. Excellent. I wouldn't have been dragging for a while. Whereas if Force Awakens isn't good, they are going to be throngs of people who are just I downtrodden. Family,
1: I, I I have hope for that film.
0: Well, I hate to be that dick, but like the trailers for Phantom Menace made it look cool too, and nobody uh, likes Phantom Menace. Uh, <laughs> I well, no, it's uh. like like I've said, and we were talking about it because you're like, "Come on, don't you want to see it?" And I'm like, "Maybe in January," you know. I just I. I booked my flight for, for New Jersey to go home for Christmas and New right. Year's. I'm like, maybe in January after it dies out.
1: No, yeah, I'm not saying let's go see it the but first week. No, to but the gnaw.
0: Also well, because be anyway, I right. want some time for the hype to drop uh, down yeah. a bit.
1: I absolutely so people agree with can that. actually
0: let me know if it's a good movie or not. Now I haven't seen a, a Star Wars movie in the theater at all. Like when I was a freshman, they were releasing them, I think one a month. In I guess it would have been ninety seven. I guess it was a Star Wars special editions or something like mm. that. So I think it was like one. I think they did Star Wars one was month and then. Um, yeah, wait. You couldn't have been in middle school
1: in ninety seven.
0: No. Yes. Nope. That math does not work. Hold whatever. On anyway, um, <laughs> they, I think it was like February. They did the first Star Wars. March they did uh, Empire and then they did Jedi way. at the le- No.: oh. No. No. Forget it. Pretend this is live. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, like I had friends who were excited to go see the Star Wars movies on the big screen. I was 13. Like I was prime age to go see them. And to be honest, if they, if they did show the original three, if they released them... Um, oh, you're
1: right. I was like fifth grade. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, if it was a, like a marathon, then I... I mean, I'd, I'd still go see the original. I know they're doing a marathon with all, with all six. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, tickets around here are 75 bucks. Which is fine because I think it starts at like midnight or uh, 4 a.m. I don't know what it is, but obviously I'd skip because they're showing them in order. I'd skip one through three and I'd be curious to see, you know, Star Wars and Empire and Jedi in the theater because that would be fun. And I, it's, been, it's been a couple of years since I've watched them. I haven't seen the, the original three movies in a little while. I will. That and sounds amazing. What's that?
1: To watch those.
0: Oh, I know. No, it's fun. I, I like the movies. I enjoy them. They're not religion to me like they are for a lot of people. I think they're good now, movies. Now about middle
1: school, I do miss that.
0: About you, miss middle school? Well, just we used in general, to play
1: the the um, little themes.
0: Themes? What are you talking about?
1: Like, for instance, the one where we go.
0: Oh, the cantina. Mm-hmm. Oh, you played. Oh, what, I used a, to play, in band. Yeah, in band oh. class. We did when I was in, I think it was seventh grade. We did um, one, of the, one of the bits from uh, Jurassic World.
1: Oh, nice!
0: A Jurassic World, Jurassic Park at the I was time. About to say, I have, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was about to say you went into the future. It's which is so <laughs> funny. You know, what? Me. it's
0: weird that I did that because I keep I keep saying Jurassic Park when I mean to say Jurassic World. So it's weird that I just did that. Um, yeah, we did. I forget which. One, not the big. Um, yeah not that one it was one of the other i think it was i think it was that one
1: oh that one's cool now that made me cry well that song when what? i hear it that song gives me emotion i don't know I... the feels the feels <laughs> all the feels
0: <laughs> uh correct me when I mean you say that <laughs> So, I'm being unfair to Star Wars fans. Like I what think you you're are just
1: a tad bit. I think you need to tone it down.
0: Just, <laughs> but you know? listen, it it makes it more, it's probably exciting to be a Like, I, again, speaking to my friend Jack about it, because mm-hmm. I went in to grab, Um, I don't even remember what the hell I was in there for, but I, I was in bad hi, Bed Jack, Bath and Beyond.
1: Huh? I said, hi, Jack.
0: Yeah, hi, Jack. Jerk. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Stupid on. fanboy. No, I love Jack. He knows it. Um, <laughs> Went into uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, and they have, like, wall art for Star Wars there. Mm-hmm. If you go in any grocery store, it's all over every single product, whether it's candy or, uh, you know, it was on Halloween candy, of course. Dude, you was talking about and the makeup it was on,
1: the other day. Yeah, well, holy shit, yeah. We, <laughs> I made me
0: CVS has a display for the makeup. Star Wars Revlon <laughs> like, makeup oh, okay. or something like that. I forgot we had stopped somewhere to grab something in CVS, and I was like, oh, God, Star Wars makeup. You're like, oh, I need it.
1: It was colorful. Colorful. But I didn't want to pay that much money for it. I was <laughs> like, forget that.
0: But I'm like, every stuff, like, um, Kohl's I was in recently, checking out some clothes. And, you know, they have a bunch of displays with Star Wars t-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else, onesies. And uh, <laughs> stuff for, you know, as well as like, you know, different tchotchkes. I mean, some stuff's for Christmas, sure, because it's, you know, yeah, it's in season. Yeah, the season. But... Just the, the amount of merchandise in general, the fact that every store has a ton of Star Wars stuff is like, for me, it's overkill. It's like it makes me less interested in the movie because I'm not just like your passion. Well, yeah, but it I, can't I, be for me because it's fiction. Oh, well, I get. I mean, I mean, something I create is different. While I realize anything I write or create is like fiction, mm-hmm. and I realize this show is just a show. It's just a podcast among one among hundreds of thousands. But it's Man. something I'm. I'm invested in because I'm actually doing it. Sitting and watching Star Wars is not an investment. You're watching somebody else do something. That's the distinction I you're make between it. You're
1: investing
0: your time. You're investing your time. But you invest <laughs> your time in, in anything in life. You invest your time well, at red like lights. Walking
1: Dead. I'm not, I mean.
0: And you're a big fan of Walking not. Dead.
1: And I just became one. When it first came out, what was that, 2009, 2010?
0: I think they're like in that. like season six. So they're I'm going to say, yeah, like 2009.
1: Yeah, so I wasn't on that bandwagon. I was like, nope. First of all, I I used to hate zombies or anything pertaining to zombies in a movie or, or a TV show. I said nope, and then I felt like that was overkill. Honestly, oh, well, well,
0: I still have zombie fatigue.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, for the it same wasn't reason.
1: Until a year ago, a year ago, um, someone, my sister. I was like, "Oh, do you want to watch it with us?" She's like, "It's a love story more than anything." I said, "What? No lies you tell." She was like, "No, it's a love story. Watch it with me." And I watched I watched the marathon with her, and I completely fell in love with it. And now speaking about um, big characters, I'm not going to say what happened, but something happened that was surprising. Night, yeah. <laughs> well, man, no, the last week I haven't. Oh, okay. I have to um, watch last night's because. <laughs> I've been so busy and crazy lately, but um, jeez, it was like man, when that character when we that surprise happened, oh, everybody! I mean, whether it was on Twitter or Facebook or hell, on my sister's couch, I was like, I was screaming at the TV. I never <laughs> get like that. I I used to be one of those people like, oh, how can you be invested? But no, I was screaming at the TV like
0: i've never gotten that way with anything that must be why i can't understand it never one day i don't know maybe when. We'll maybe see. i look i watch the muppets every tuesday mm-hmm. but i've never been like no ah, ah, ah. i watched has show been
1: anything i laughed no. my ass
0: off but kermit and miss piggy broke up
1: yeah that got, that gave me the feels too i was like <laughs> man at the movie theater too gosh damn
0: at the movie theater
1: Yeah, when they had the discussion at the movie theater.
0: Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant at the movie. I was like, that was in the TV show, not a movie. Sorry, I was confused. No, you're right. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. (laughs) But that it's not like, it doesn't affect my day. I watch a show, I enjoy it, and that's Mm -hmm. that. Or like Blacklist. I watch the Blacklist every week. mm -hmm. It's uh, that and the Muppets are the two shows that I watch right now Mm -hmm. that are currently airing. You know, I still play catch up with stuff like Mad Men, but uh, those are the current shows that I've, I've been watching. And like, I watch that and I'm like, I enjoy it. But when the show's over when i'm done with the episode the episode's over and i'll watch the next one next week and i'll enjoy it
1: mm-hmm. and um well there's a couple like that and me. it's just
0: about like it's about to have its its fall finale i think next week oh really i think oh no it's the, i'm sorry it's this week because next Thursday's uh, thanksgiving um yeah this Thursday's a fall finale so it'll come back in like february i think i think it comes mm. back like super like uh, after the super bowl or something and uh, or that's when it did last year and it's like, okay, but I'm not going to be on eggshells for three months like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to get all, like, hyper about whatever the cliffhanger is. I'm going to look forward to it, but it's not going to, like, drive me nuts. Like, I'm not going to watch that Thursday night and Friday and just be like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. You know, that episode last night of the blacklist, I just can't. It's not like, I, I'll be able to handle myself after it's over.
1: Well, the certain ones I can do that would, like, Scandal, I'm a big Scandal fan. Uh. But it won't kill me to not watch it, you know, if I miss an episode or whatever, even though it's on my DVR. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you're I don't not have to see it bit. right now. Exactly. But I don't know. Walking Dead is a different instance because, yeah, as soon as I'm telling you that episode two weeks ago was over, I was like, what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> and then they still won't tell us what, ha- what happened. Oh, maybe. really? Yeah. There's so been I'm a like, resolve? I'm really like, oh, my God. Just, <laughs> Fucking tell me. <laughs> the four-minute <laughs> season is over. Oh, that's good. <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, passions, it just all depends on it. You know. What, now, that, there's going?
0: a stupid... I don't know if it's still going on. It mm-hmm. was It was circulating at the time. Um. So, I don't know if someone's to look for it. There was someone on Craigslist mm-hmm. who was selling two tickets to the first show, of The Force Awakens, at the Chinese Theater for $2,500. Because the Chinese theater is like in this era. When it comes to Star Wars. Because yeah. it was one of the big locations that showed Star yeah. Wars back in the day. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to get $2,500 for a pair of tickets. To see the movie anywhere. Even if it's at the first show. Even if it's at the Chinese theater. $2,500? Um, I don't think so. Now, you I will say that weekend person. is going to be. That weekend is going to be the one. For the first time in a long time, where there are going to be ticket scalpers, mm-hmm. where because t- tickets are sold out, so there are going to be people who have tickets who are going to be outside there. Hey, you need tickets for to today? There are going to be people selling tickets for forty bucks a oh, ticket, yeah. for sure.
1: Bootleg.
0: Totally. Well, no, they will be legit tickets, but they, you know, no, it's no, still I'm like, but there'll be people selling them up. People who bought tickets in advance and are just going to be selling them outside the theater to people. Mm. Like, there's going to be scalping, and that doesn't Shady. happen for movies. Yeah. But there are people who want to get in. Now, that's one of the reasons when people went nuts about about getting the the tickets as soon as they went on sale. Unfortunately, the internet likes to spoil things for everybody. Of course. And there are people, as soon as they see the movie, are going to post whatever the hell they think on social media. Not trying to spoil it, but everyone just needs to put whatever the hell is on their mind, whatever they're thinking, whatever just happened, whatever is happening mm-hmm. on their Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the fuck. And <laughs> I get that that's going to happen. I know people who are really into it want to experience it and not, have to worry about spoilers happening. So they want to see it as soon as possible for that reason. So to that degree, I understand the, the fervor when it comes to getting tickets and seeing the movie as soon as possible Mm -hmm. because of, because of that, the spoiler element. Cause excuse me for something big like that. Spoilers are a very real thing. And there are people who like to spoil stuff for the sake of spoiling it for somebody. Yeah,
1: There are people like to post.
0: Yeah. There, there are going to be people who will see for, you know, star Wars and hashtag star Wars, hashtag force awakens while revealing some spoiler Whatever's going on with Luke or something, mm-hmm. like something we, don't, we know nothing about that you will find out when you see the movie. Get
1: off the damn phone. That's what <laughs> she said. Get off the damn
0: phone. There are going to be people who, are, who want to do that because they want to ruin it for other people because they're people who are just assholes like that. So assholes. I get it, assholes. <laughs> so I get that in that people want to see because they don't want it to be spoiled. Um, I mean, you can just unplug and stay away from social media until you see, but I don't know if anyone can handle that. Do you have anything else to say? Because I think I'm done. I I get it to a certain degree, but I can't like like I said, I can't invest in something that's ultimately fiction that has no no bearing on my life. You know, the stuff that's real to me, different story.
1: Noted. No, I have nothing. So else no, to say. nothing
0: else now. There's no no. Corrective no, action? I mean, should I just cool off?
1: Like I said, tone it down. <laughs>
0: i think i was getting more riled up about it and part of what inspired doing this was because we were at the we were at disney all the star wars shit i was just like ah i was actually (laughs) i was visibly upset by all the star wars stuff and i was enjoying myself on top of it so that's how that's how much of an impact it made when i saw the star wars stuff i was just like oh god but the the character thing i think is is, like uh... all the figures that i saw for all these characters i'm like these are not classic characters these are new characters and people are buying them up and they don't even know they may hate the character but yeah. they're gonna buy it up it's just funny
1: well it's just like yeah going to disney and seeing that all i was telling you as we were going down downtown disney that there are some stores like disney 365 and then the boutique and stuff and all of it's been taken by frozen and i uh. my heart just sank just a little <laughs> bit now, I have nothing necessarily against the movie. I watched it, and I'll sing Let It Go if it comes on, and I'm a drunk, whatever. Right. But uh, don't make everything frozen. I agree. Damn.
0: Well, let's see. That's why Disney is the perfect Overhead. company to take Overkill. to take Star Wars though, because Disney is not just about the movie. Disney is about the the brand. ancillary merchandise. Yeah. Value
1: the brand. That yeah. is
0: one of the keys. Oops, I don't don't sue me, Disney. And since we're, <laughs> since, well, no, since 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 <laughs> I used mer- to
1: work at Disneyland, so yeah. Since
0: merchandising is such a huge part of it. Star Wars and always has been, mm-hmm. then th- yeah, who who does better merchandising and advertising and, and shilling toys than Disney? Because they do it for everything. Look what they did with Frozen.
1: <laughs> the only time I got mad about Star Wars. And I and I don't get mad at them at all, but they're getting rid of my Fantasmic for a couple months.
0: Fantasmic is awesome. It is. That's a heartbreaker that they're getting rid of that, too. That I'm was glad really you funny. enjoyed it. Oof. I did. I'm glad I got to see it twice. It was amazing. Yes. That's really, really cool. It was one thing when uh, Jeff DePolly from Disney Coast to Coast mm-hmm. was um, when I told him I was going to Disney um, shortly after he and, and Patrick mm-hmm. were on the show. I remember that. Um, he. that's what he really wanted me... That's what he wanted to know my reaction to. He's like, mm-hmm. see Fantasmic and let me know what you think. And and what I was happens? like, oh, I'm surprised. No, I so loved it, it. And I sent him a message uh-huh. as soon as it was over. I and I said, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. You know, it's it's a shame that that has to and suffer that's because that's I've, unique. W-
1: and see, speaking about crying then, you saw me shed you because you were like, oh, you were shed in tears. And I was like, yeah. But I mean... I have.
0: Um, you were, you got a little dusty after it was over because uh, you might not see it again if it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, I mean, but every closing indefinitely,
0: anyway. every or if time. it comes back,
1: I have a magnet, a uh, little castle magnet that I got from one of the first Fantasmic shows that I went to from like ninety four.
0: So, oh, Fantasmic's been around that long. I had yeah. no idea.
1: Oh yeah, wow. it's changed a lot. Oh, not a lot. Little things. There used to be this big infl- inflatable Ursula. They <laughs> used to go over the water and stuff like that, but
0: well, at the time, yeah, when it was that was the bigger, you know, Little Mermaid was a huge property. Sure,
1: mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, just little things like that. Um, so see Fantasmic if
0: you can see it by January something.
1: By January tenth, that's the date. They're getting rid of Big Thunder Ranch uh, barbecue, which used to have the best barbecue. <laughs> but I didn't want to pay thirty bucks for that shit, so I said no. <laughs> 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 but no, they're getting rid of um, all basically all the Western kind of stuff in that area because they're installing the new Star Wars land, which is going to be amazing. But I wish, if anything, Walt Disney believed in, you know, um, reinventing things in which they should have just reinvented all of Tomorrowland if they were going to do that. Because right. there's no sense in putting a Star Wars land next to New Orleans yeah, and Fantasyland. When there's a Star Wars ride. When there's already a Star Wars ride in in Tomorrowland. And then they took away Interventions. And I'm sorry I'm giving Disney lingo, but this is just attractions that are there. Interventions was there for a long time. A very, very long time. um, And they finally have uh, taken that away. They put the Avengers in there, but now those are just photo ops. So why not just make the, the Star Wars land there? I just don't get it. You couldn't completely just reinvented the monorail. Could have made that Star Wars, man. Let me let me make that company. <laughs> I make the millions. That's Get Sherry involved. Land, right? That's
0: what we're getting at. Sherry needs to be involved in the planning. I,
1: I hold the power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to hear more Sherry Nanigans, you can. I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that. <laughs> you can follow Sherry. On Twitter and Instagram at SherryBaby09. That's Sherry with an IE, by the way. You can <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Chris Aballo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And follow the show at KatePod Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Please like the show on Facebook and visit all of our lovely sponsors by going to ChrisAbalo.com and click Support the Show on the homepage and uh visit all of our sponsors like i said amazon and uh, we thank you for using the amazon link audible dollar shave club all of the wonderful sponsors we have get on amazon prime give that a shot yes. check it out um and yeah show will be back next week as <laughs> always next monday and uh, oh and th- by the way you all probably noticed as well as i mentioned last week we're still we were making some adjustments to the sound and the setup and the equipment and whatnot. Thanks to Sherry, the show sounds great. As you can hear the quality, Oh. it's much improved.
1: Thanks. But
0: uh, that's all part <laughs> of getting into some new digs and getting into a new area to record and making this, this little home studio happen. So it's good. So thank you for that, Sherry, because the show sounds that much better because of it. Oh, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. once again, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, you can find links to various Android apps, By clicking on any episode of Cape at ChrisAbalo.com And, uh, oh, Chris's guide, as in my guide, to essential holiday viewing. Check that out. That's featured on the homepage. Uh, It's in the slider of all the uh, major stuff that's going on on the website. Check that out and watch all the stuff I say you should watch this holiday season because you got a good couple of weeks to go. And, yeah, back next Monday with a new episode. So until next time, for Sherry Bass, this is Chris Abalo, and this... Was yet another experiment.
1: Danger, danger. My name is Anakin. My shitty acting is ruining Saga.